This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. You are listening to Game Changers on Meri Kahani. I'm Bhavna Sumaya on Epilogue Media. Rohit Gupta was born in Jalandhar, did his schooling in Ambala, graduation and post-graduation in Chandigarh. There are as many diversions in his career. He started with family business in construction contracting, moved on to exports of leather, expanded to international trading and out of the blue shifted to plywood business. In my opinion, there are three kinds of businessmen. First, who encounters failure after failure and gives up. The second, who encounters only success and gets stagnated. The third, who meets success and failure and keeps moving on to different things, redefining himself and his work. Rohit Gupta falls in the third category. My privilege to introduce Rohit Gupta, director Samrat Plywood. So how was this idea of Samrat Ply born? So it's been a long story. Basically, I belong to Chandigarh. So I was born in Punjab. I was born in a place uh, called Jalandhar. And then my father was into, you know, he was into contracting with military engineering services, MES. My grandfather, my father, his brothers, cousins. So everybody has been into that kind of business. Completed my college in Chandigarh during those times. Then I, I got into chartered accountancy. Simultaneously with chartered accountancy, I did law. So chartered accountancy, I left in between. You know, I just didn't like the idea of sitting on a, in a room and doing the numbers the entire day. So I completed my law. I was doing law. So I have a full LLB degree from Punjab University. And then I joined my father in his business. Uh, but when you gave up chartered accountancy and uh, of course you completed law, was there kind of distress in your father that he left a year or two? My parents were not, uh, you know, very uh, aggressive or pushing in that sense, you know, you must do this or you must not do that. My father himself was a Banaras Hindu University, which is now an IIT. Hmm. He was an engineer from BHU. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, he never pushed us, none of the brothers, sisters, that this is the... He was interested in education. My His entire side of family was business family. My mother's uh, entire side of the family was mainly into services. Okay. So they never pushed us. We, we, we had a very free choice okay. to do whatever you want to do. So he was happy when I wanted to do uh, chartered accountancy. He was happy when I wanted to do law. He never uh, ever pushed or he never said. So at that time, were you nursing ambitions of becoming a lawyer? At one point of time, yes. More than a chartered accountant, law, law was interesting for me. And Have uh, you specialized in the third year and did you want to take up any specific like contract or? So that time uh, contracting and all was not that big. So uh, arbitrations and all we used to see around us because we were a contracting company. So arbitrations, uh, the chapter used to keep popping up here and there. But uh, in those days, law was more about a criminal lawyer or a, you know civil lawyer. So uh, actually did it uh, thinking that this will be a good line, should go ahead with it. But then slowly it fizzled out. 
you know, I took my degree, but I never went out and practiced even for a day. Hmm. And uh, did internships and all, but uh, no, no serious thought to working. Okay. And when I was doing my law, I had already started working with my father. We were already uh, into contracting business, and uh, there was a site very close to Chandigarh in Mohali where I had started going with him. So, whose idea was it that you should start working while you were doing your law? Was it your passion or was it your father's decision? No, basically, I was doing chartered accountancy <laughs> in the mornings, and then I used to do law in the evening classes. So I gave up chartered accountancy after a year and a half and law was three years. Yeah. So I became free in the mornings. So then I started going for the business during the daytime. And you used to enjoy that? Yeah. There are few things that you say are in your blood. So construction, interiors, all these things have been, you know, I really used to enjoy that. So while you were in the process of going and working with your father and um, what were the observations that you were making about how he conducted himself as a businessman? What were the lessons that you learned? Tremendous. My father was, you know, he was a businessman, but I've never seen a straighter businessman in my life. Very ethical, very systematic, very, very, very straight. And I think that was one of the reasons that we couldn't go ahead with that business, you know, the way I wanted, I, uh, my brother also first joined him initially, then he also drifted apart because my father's way of doing business was very, very ethical. And it was very difficult in those times to, you know, people to survive in such an ethical environment and especially construction. Construction is all, you know, you need to do little things here and there to survive and that time private construction was not that big. Now, like you see the corporates, the developers, so this concept was not there at that time. Okay. It was mainly government contracts and there was a lot of, you know, under the table thing, this thing. So my father was not into that. And we had a very good, reasonable name, but, you know, it slowly uh, couldn't sustain itself. Because with all those morals and with all those, uh, you know, uh, strong yes. ethics, it was difficult. <clears throat> then what happened? So when I... Uh, completed my law, I was simultaneously working with him and you know, I used to debate with him, things are not working out, you know, we we always we used to quote for tenders, we used to be quite high compared to our competitors because then when we used to reason it out, work it out, there, was, there were things that, you know, uh, these are not profit making contracts, so either they will do substandard work or they will so slowly it fizzled out and somehow in me as a youngster, I had this thing that, you know, I should do some international business. I should do international trading. I should do that. So that was there. And one day he said, see if it is not working out. So you can do whatever you want to do. Okay. So that give, you must have been approximately how old? Uh, 21. So I started going to the site with him when I was 19. I passed my BCom when I was 18, 18 and a half and one year I did CA and then I started going. So I've been working since that age. So uh, he said, okay, you do whatever you want to do. Then, uh, but, but that's a very uh, tricky thing when the senior of the family says do whatever you want. So you have to have a map. Yeah. Did you have a map? No, no map. Hmm. So, you know, like fate would have it. I was returning from my site one day. I used to go on a motorbike to the <coughs> side 
and I was returning one day and you know somebody stopped me on the way. I still remember. So it was an old friend of mine I knew. So I asked him, what are you doing? So his father used to be a general manager with Punjab State Leather Development Corporation. Okay. So he says, I'm trying to do leather. So it just got into my mind. I said, I'll also do leather. <laughs> can, sure. can we do it together? Yeah. Uh, he says, yeah, we can do it together. So I said, how do you do it? He says, there's a lot of scope. So I went and met him one day after that. And he said, uh, you know, this is how we can do it. Uh, I, my dad has the expertise. And suddenly I remembered that I had a childhood friend who was in uh, London and he, and he was importing shoes from India. Okay. And telephone calls used to be very, very expensive in those times. So two minute call to London was some thousand rupees yeah. or 800 rupees, which was a huge amount. So immediately I went to a telephone booth and I called him up. I said, do you have a requirement of shoes if I start making shoes? He said, he calls me Bob's. He says, yeah, if you do Bob's, I'll do it. I said, okay. I went back to him. I said, I have a contact in London. He will buy shoes. Let's do shoes. And, you know, things unfolded. We both went together to Agra because of his father's contacts. We knew certain people there. He knew. And... Uh, we got a lot of samples, we carried them, we came back, we couriered to him. He came to India after 2-3 months, we went and met him and somehow things worked out and he said, okay, you do this container of shoes for me. But who was funding this? So funding was basically coming from my family, from my father. And even that friend of your, his family was also funding? No, no, he was not funding. Okay, because so, he knew the ropes. Yeah, he knew the ropes. So basically my father was telling me every day you can do whatever you want to do if you're not happy with the way things are going. So then what happened after that friend came from London? So we then started a new phase in life. So started going to Agra. And uh, you know we started making these shoes. His container, the first container order that we got. So I remember 3600 pairs of shoes or 3800 pairs of shoes. And uh, we got it assembled, we got it made from small carriers. That's a huge number. Yeah, that's a full truckload, 20 or big truckload. It's a full container, 20 feet container. <clears throat> and he placed the order, he opened a letter of credit also. We formed a company also, export company. What was it called? Uh, it was called SR Exports. So his name was Sumender, my name was Rohit, so we formed that company. And we opened a bank account. The letter of credit came and we completed that order. I still remember in completing that order, you know, I stayed in Agra for a couple of months in a 60 rupees a day room, hotel room and with uh, bad food, bad everything and getting these shoes made in the bylanes of Agra in a small cottage kind of industry. Those two, three months were a real learning experience. And struggle and lot of hard work. Oh, a lot of hard work. Traveling in trains, these... And that and that other friend of yours was also there with yeah, you yeah, in Agra? Yeah, yeah. He, okay. he was also there. And we completed that order. We completed that. That order went. We got another order. And then we came up with a plan that let us set up a plant. Let's not go to Agra, we'll set up a plant in Mohali, Chandigarh. Hmm. So now where to get the machinery, where to get, so 
because his father was a general manager in this corporation we went into a joint venture with that corporation that uh, we will produce the shoes you give us the machinery we will invest in the capital and in the working of the uh, uh, entire system and we will sell back to punjab state leather development corporation because they used to buy a lot of these uh, uh, you know typical kind of shoes for roadway drivers okay so they had a huge requirement so they said okay the joint venture is signed you take the machinery from us you install the machinery and every month you start producing 10000 or 12000 shoes for us mm. so we took a place on rent got machinery from them and we started off with that plant so it was in a area of uh, approximately i think 2000 square feet that's we, huge yeah so we set up uh, one line which was producing for this uh, roadways drivers and one line we started producing for these exports mm. the basic idea was to give little to them and more to exports but unfortunately this contact in london it fizzled out how why because i think he uh, you know changed his business model he shifted a little so we did two three containers with him and then he said this is not working out so uh, we didn't have any other contact mm. and we went all out and we started producing for punjab state uh, leather corporation but uh, uh, it was a very bad paymaster they stopped paying us after 2 3 months so my father used to give me a lot of money he used to fund me and then one fine day uh, gauri my wife she told me you know you shouldn't take more money from him because he's also stopped stopped doing construction now so sweet yeah Normally so she was the daughter and laws are uh... no 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 she ah. she was not at all ready to take any money from day one so she said that you shouldn't take money from him now because he's not working and uh, you know he's pouring money so you lost a lot of money in this process yeah yeah whatever i invested i lost so i'll just stop your story for a while and what comes across is you take a big leap and take huge risks uh you somehow find the funding from people who love you and the dreams are big and for that you are ready to work extremely hard yeah. you are slogging like a dog yeah at young age then what makes you have this self realization that it's not working out and then how do you kind of sort out that mess because this will be a big lesson to other young men who are all doing startups and who are always getting stuck and then losing hope how do you rise above it how do you uh, fold the scattered uh, mess see the first thing is you should never give up so now today's life is very different now if you see the entrepreneurs who come up in last 15 years 10 years you know there's a lot of funding available a lot of people are ready to fund you mm. you give them uh, even ideas are funded now yeah it was not that in those times so you needed family to fund you or you needed friends to fund you or you needed to borrow money so it was a way or you need to go to banks so uh, very very different kind of a scenario at that time so what uh, exactly you know uh, like we started with this we started with this uh, corporation the corporation stopped paying us a lot of money got stuck in the corporation so one thing was there our needs were very less in those times 
you know now uh, all the youngsters they want to go out every weekend they want to party every weekend so belonging to a good family belonging to a family where my father in early 90s he funded me for some 10 15 lakhs which was a huge amount at that time and uh, uh, belonging to that kind of family the time we've seen we never had any needs we never had any you know wants as such uh, ira my daughter was born you will not believe it uh, gauri used to go and buy one diaper for her when we had to go out because i never wanted to take money from my parents so we used to live with them so matlab such basic necessities buying one diaper at a time yeah you know not eating out not no weekend parties no nothing so if your if your expectations are you know minimal and your wants are low you can survive anything then how did you get out of this when all these people were not paying you when your uh, wife told you that you don't borrow any more money from your yeah. father and uh, obviously probably you were folding up this business also yeah in fact it folded up for how long were you without a job or a business or a profession and what was happening to your mind state at that time so uh, because see, you are again at a turning point yeah yeah so this turning point was it turbulent yeah yeah very turbulent gone the uh, went through a lot of tough time and then this uh, friend of mine to whom we used to send the material you know this guy in london in the meantime when i was working with him his cousin his uh, you know his taya ji in hindi uh, his father's elder brother i came a lot in contact with them and they were known to us since childhood i had seen him and his elder brother so during my uh, interactions with him i came close to him so this uncle uh, i also call him taya ji then i went to him he was uh, basically trading in moscow and uh, he had a lot of operations there in moscow and then i went to him i did this leather he knew i did because he was also part of the london operation this friend of mine was doing i went to him delhi i talked to him and he knew that you know he had seen me for last those one year one and a half years he used to really see i used to work for me work has been everything i have worked worked and worked i have made shoes with my hand i have loaded trucks when we had to send consignment i have done every kind of thing there has never been you know i can't do this and uh, i used to meet him often i i went and spoke to him uncle this is how the entire thing has folded up and uh, you know i i tried go, uh, going back to my dad's business i tried getting back into construction again but tried for 3 4 months nothing worked out because you know the uh, tenders at our cost were just not coming our way so then i went and spoke to him he said you come to me where was he he was based out of delhi okay. and uh, with operations in moscow basically okay he said if you don't have anything you come we'll do something i said okay i gave it a shot i started but before that how was the situation at home were they feeling bad that so much money had gone wasted yeah and you were also going through alone yeah yeah, yeah. and I, when I, you when you went to that taya ji uh how was it that face very low matlab uh, almost like in a depression almost uh, nothing to do nothing working out 
No, but did things work out with Tayaji? Yeah, so I went to him. He said, uh, you come to Delhi, we'll try and do something. So I tried a lot of things, you know, I started uh, living. Uh, uh, there was a room above his, he had a big uh, place in uh, South Delhi. Like a Barsati. Yeah, so there was like a Barsati. Actually, it was like that. It was so a did room. you go with your wife? No, she used to be in Chandigarh. Okay. She was there because Ira was there. So uh, the option was there. She could come, she could go. I used to get her sometimes. So I lived with him. Uh, they were like family to me, like next to my father. So he, he gave me a lot of insights into things. He taught me a lot of things, you know, and uh, I started doing with him. And we did a lot of things. We exported leather. We tried doing sweaters from Ludhiana. We tried doing shoes. The, we did some biscuits because he, uh, he he ran a merchant kind of a place in Moscow. And this was how long the phase? So this phase just started, huh. and what happened? He fell sick in Moscow. He had a very big uh, heart problem, and he fell very sick. And just before he fell sick, you know, we had sent a huge consignment of if you understand only the leather uppers of the shoes to a factory in Russia okay so we had sent that and he fell sick and when he was flown in from Moscow he came to Delhi I had never gone there to Russia and his son was there eldest uh, his uh, he had only one has only one son so he was there but he said he will not look into this business because he had a very big pharma business he says, now you need to go there and just get this money out. Otherwise, we'll not get this money out. So I started going to Russia. So when I started going to Russia, my initial step into Russia was to recover the payments for the material that we had sent. But uh, when I stepped in there, you know, I used to spend time there. I realized there was a huge market for shoes in Russia in those days. USSR had broken three, four years before that in early 90s. And this was 95, I think. So, uh, you know, I came back, I came up with a lot of ideas. I said, we can do this, we can do that there, you know, because I was always thinking what to do, how to do. So I thought, you know, we could do a lot of shoes, we could do any, a lot of things. He said, but we don't have money. All money is stuck with that uh, factory where we've given those uppers. It was a huge amount. So we, I kept going into Russia again and again. I started spending a lot of time there, you know, lo uh, trying to liquidate his earlier things, which I had no experience of. I went into different markets in Russia. I made contacts, I, you know, and slowly I started buying shoes from India. I set up a system there. Uh, so started getting shoes from India into Russia, into uh, Ukraine, into Belarusia, Minsk, all these slowly this business started picking up so you know they used to get containers for men's shoes for children's shoes so this went on for one year so this business you know slowly it started organically it started picking up and then uh, made a lot of contacts built a lot of uh, you know uh, reach there and then decided to go into it in a little big way and uh, went into a semi kind of a joint venture there and where we told these guys okay we'll do it in partnership and we plan to do a big uh, children's shoe range 
and we took a local Indian company as a partner. So there's a company in Delhi called Baluja Shoes, very famous old company, Baluja Shoes. So they had a manufacturing arm. So tied up with them, tied up with them. Their designers came to India. You know, they spent a lot of time. Uh, we designed a full range and we did full on everything we did. And they placed an order, a big, huge order in those times. And, you know, things would have been on track. But unfortunately, when we were doing this, August 97th, the Russian uh, ruble crashed. It was a huge devaluation. So it uh, crashed on daily basis. I think in one month it crashed by almost, uh, uh, it lost its value to 10% or 15% during that time. So this entire thing that we had built during that time, I had built and uh, given the thrust and it all crashed overnight. So your journey reveals that every time you have a dream and you pursue it with full force and passion, your intentions are completely noble because you have the ethics of your father, the kind of business he did, but something goes wrong. Either some container or containment or that guy in Moscow or somebody else there or the Russian ruble, and then you start again all over again. Were you at any point feeling that now I can't do this once more? That I cannot be always building up something and it crashing? Were you getting superstitious? Were you getting um, that I'm now going to get into some other kind of a business where I don't have to work so hard, I will not get into partnership? Were there any rules you were making in your head? So when uh, Russia crashed, I had two options. Either I could have, uh, you know, tried to go into Europe from there yeah. because they were stable countries. Yes. Or I, I could have come back to India. I spoke to my wife, Gauri. I spoke to my parents. So I went also, I explored also once that I should look at London. I spent a week there. I met a lot of buyers that I can, and I could have restarted from there. So at that point, my mother was little, you know, she was becoming little shaky. She said, whatever you do, please keep your wife and Ira with you, Gauri and Ira. So because staying alone here is not good for them. Yeah. And then I spoke to her also. She also was little more keen that now that if you should be here. now if you again start from zero in London after doing two and a half years in Moscow, if you again start there and try and build. So everybody was interested that I, you know, I come back. And my family was also uh, very small and, you know, then we took a call and, you know, came back. And that is the time the Samrat uh, plywood thing happened. So this is a, a company which was started by a very dear friend of mine, who is like a brother to me and, you know, uh, he was running it. And he and me, we've been together since uh, childhood and we know each other's struggles, what we've done. So he was seeing that, you know, he goes ahead, he comes back. He goes forward, he comes back. He goes forward, he comes back. Every time things just crash. And uh, mostly uh, there was no fault of mine. So there was nothing like lethargy of working yes. or not working or not. But things somehow never clicked or never worked out. And... You know, they gave way when 
they used to look at now the big time is coming and it just used to you know crumble and fall apart so he said uh, you know you've done this you've done so much of uh, international you've spent time and there was little superstition or astrology also got involved like so my mother used to believe a little in it and uh, you know she went to some uh, uh, astrologers and all and they said this leather business will never be good for him okay so uh, this is like shani ka kaam and it will not suit him at all but she kept telling me for 2 3 4 years do this will not work but i was in my own i said no this will work i'll get it to work so that also uh, you know started coming to back of my mind it was there that maybe it will not work out so he said ke yeah matlab i am all alone though his family is also quite big and wo uh, so nobody was involved in this part of business with him and you know it was also picking up for him so he said let's join together here if you are inclined let's uh, you know international we'll do international things in this india market was opening up and we were producing locally and there could be a lot of things which could be brought into the country and a lot of things could be done so we thought i discussed with her i discussed with my parents we all knew the family everything so they said yeah if you really want you can give it a shot so that was again a turning point where i just left my leather thing and you know just cut it off like a bigal cut yeah and uh, just change the line totally and and uh, but did you know about it no. like for example when you got into leather you didn't know about leather when you got into plywood you didn't know about plywood no. and yet you jump into it yeah. and you again give it your best shot so i personally believe if you are doing something if you do it 100% if you give it your best shot unless until it is very technical where you need technical education or something like that if you uh, you know if you are ready to take the lessons tread on the path you will reach somewhere nothing is impossible or difficult in this world your thought process has to be right your direction has to be right you need to be good to people and uh, so this uncle of mine he told me a very nice thing you know uh, he used to say when you are marketing when you're going into any market so i used to go into russian market i never knew the language i never both the translators were there or everything was there he said the first thing is transaction of business only happens when the other person likes one person if you don't like the other person you will just wriggle out of it you know so i don't like you i will just say okay yeah we'll see we'll do and you know this is fantastic yeah so he he gave me that lesson see the other person if he likes you if you are able to break the ice with him you if you and if you are persistent you will definitely do business with him if you want to do hmm. so lot of my lessons you know i i can you recall some more lessons like this that oh, people who influenced you Plenty. which became a mantra see i'll tell you why your story is interesting because there are stories where uh, everything has worked for the person and then he's reached the top there are other stories where nothing has worked for the person and he has not reached anywhere but for the generation today it is very interesting to know that sometimes you don't know what you're calling and by the time you realize what's your calling and you reach there 
and then to prosper in it which is the third story which is your story so uh, i like this that you know business is all about liking a person because even if that person is doing inferior work if you like the person you are ready to wait for the person to improve so what are the other like these things that you learned from other people so i have got plenty of lessons you know for, right from my childhood so if i give you a, a example i was 15 years old 16 years old i had a very bad uh, accident you know my entire face got uh, crashed in a scooter accident so this jaw and everything went away and when i was brought home from the hospital so i saw you know my parents my sister putting you know a cloth on the mirrors everywhere so i couldn't see myself i realized something is wrong and uh, slowly uh, you know days passed as started recovering recovering and then one day i saw my face it was all you know what i had seen myself the nose was crooked and you know there was uh, it was quite bad and i cried you know i my mother i cried in front of her and uh, she gave she said that dekho life mein ek baat batati hu jo nahi hai uske liye fikr mat karo jo hai apni un achhaiyon ko itna acha karo ke everybody likes you so in simple words my mother said ke if your looks you know things have gone bad if you you know your teeth have gone all haywire you know it's all broken so don't worry on that if you are a good human being from inside people will still like you so nice. i i took that with me all the time i you know i never crossed anybody's path i never question i never uh, become aggressive i uh, aggression is totally out so i anything that comes uh, you know you think about it find why the challenge is there think about it and you will find a way to overcome that challenge ये सम्राट प्लाईवुड में क्या काम होता है और किस तरह से होता है बहुत सारे लोगों को नहीं मालूम है जैसे मैं मुझे तो नहीं मालूम है तो इसको थोड़ा विस्तार में समझा हम प्लाईवुड बनाते हैं अगर आप समझते हैं तो एनी फर्नीचर दैट इज मेड अब इट इज नॉट मेड ऑन वुड इट इज मेड ऑन प्लाईवुड तो प्लाईवुड इज द सब्सटीट्यूट टू वुड टू मेक द बेसिक इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर ऑफ एनी फर्नीचर यू डू योर वॉर्ड यू डू योर किचन कैबिनेट्स कुछ भी आप करते हो तो आप उसका जो बेसिक स्ट्रक्चर है वो प्लाईवुड का बनता है सो वी डू प्लाईवुड वी डू लैमिनेट लैमिनेट इज दू नो द फिनिशिंग मटीरियल दैट यू पुट ऑन टॉप ऑफ प्लाईवुड टू गिव इट अ फिनिश वी डू डोर्स the doors that you see in the apartments and all we do those we do a product called exterior cladding that is used in the exteriors uh, it's not uh, very visible in a city like mumbai but where you have bungalows and all mm. the bungalows have lot of uh, plywood uh, on them and you do it in india and you send it abroad also or what yeah we export uh, not plywood but we export the laminate and the cladding part and you are about 5 uh, 6 partners yeah so uh, for yeah within the country yeah spread out and does everybody have their specific departments to look after yeah or do they look after the city no some areas and specific uh, areas areas yes and do you feel that this is your final calling that you have found what you want to do for the rest of your life or are you restless again so my basic thing is i'm uh, i uh, 
like to do new things. I like to explore new things. But uh, so when you see, you know, uh, your risk-taking ability with the passage of time becomes lower and lower. So we came to Mumbai in 2000. We started from a scratch here. So uh, we didn't have anything here. There was no family here. When I came here, there was just one distant cousin of mine who stayed here. Not distant, he was my first cousin. You came to Mumbai when you started the Samrat? Yeah, with Samrat I came to Mumbai. And uh, there was no, uh, nothing to fall back on. There was uh, nothing, but my daughter was becoming, uh, you know, she was growing. So your risk taking capability starts going down. So, and in a new city, see in Chandigarh, we were sitting in our own house. Yes. There was no rental, there was no outgoing, the parents were there to protect you, food was not an issue, only education, cars were there in the house. So when you come to a new city and you come to a mega city like Mumbai, you start from scratch. Because the standards of living are also very high in a bigger city. Yeah. And when you start from scratch, so down the line somewhere, you know, your risk taking ability takes a very big hit. And we had to build, we used to talk every day, me and Gauri, uh, you know, we, I started. Uh, so when you started Samrat in 2000 and you changed your city and you came to Mumbai, so you were how old at that time? 30 years. Very young. Yeah. 30 years and Ishan was not born, my son was not there. So uh, came here, shifted into a 300 square feet apartment first in Andheri East, started from there. And slowly then Nishan was born, building the business, no experience of this business, no experience of Indian markets. What would be your advice to the startup younger guys who are doing businesses? As you said that there are entire startup businesses of a different kind. It's not like how it used to be during your time. So what are the things the youngsters say like your son, if he's starting a business tomorrow, what are the things he has to be careful about? What are the plus and minus he has to make sure to weigh so that he does not waste time because eventually time is money. The more mistakes you make, the more time is going by. So first, you should be very thorough with what you want to do. You should take your decision thinking uh, after thinking. Uh, after taking all the pros and cons into uh, you know into consideration and once you've taken the decision then you should give your heart and soul out to it then you should give it the best shot you can give then it should be a planned shot then there should be no ifs and buts and you should not be again looking back or looking at an alternate you should not lose your way in between i've started this but now i feel that would have been good no you've started it take it to a point where it either ends or you end up the whole thing and then you go to the other thing you know uh, another thing i'll put here when i was trying to do all this so uh, i was told that ek aadmi do naav mein pair rakh ke nahi chal sakta to aapko ek hi naav mein chalna padega so this was told to me every day and now I believe this new generation when I see them, when they, they are multitasking, they will keep one foot here, one uh, hand there, one foot there. They will try and not do two naves but they will do four naves. And they are fine. Yeah, and they are fine because they are now developed into multitaskers. But 
if you really want to grow into something you know focus one thing if once you've reached one stable thing which is giving you a stability then you can do 20 things but ek foundation ko stable banane ke liye you cannot get into 20 things and you will never reach anywhere ek ko to foundation ko aapko 100% focus karke aaj bhi banana hi padega thank you very much i think you've given us many enlightening lessons today and uh, i think it is very interesting to know that it is all right to uh, take up one business after another flounder get scattered break down get depressed get up again fight it out again move again venture into something else so i think your story is amazing thank you so much you are listening to game changers on meri kahani i'm bhavna samaya on epilog media and you can access the podcast on platforms like apple podcast geo7 spotify hub hopper and more